0: Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the Senior Pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today, and I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message, and God bless you. Let's get into the Word of God. Now, we have declared 2024 to be the year where we shall see. The glory of the Lord. Say, I shall see the glory of the Lord. Lord. One more time. I shall see the glory of the Lord. I shall see the glory of the Lord. 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 We were not created for shame, for obscurity, you and I. But we were created by God to display His glory. Amen. We were created to display His glory glory. And um, in the month um, Esiguyo, the month of January, which is the final Sunday in the month of January, can you believe it? Uh, we blinked and then um, next week, Thursday, it's going to be February. Um, so if you did not have your ducks in the row, hey, you need to wake up very fast and catch up, right? Because, Unyaga, we are pale. Uh, but we have been Looking at the theme, see the glory, which has got to do with developing a vision for a glorious life and destiny, right? In week one, we preached on the sermon titled, 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 first week. Uh, It's like, (laughs) It's like, Hmm. What do you see? All right. Second week. Second week. Ah, Jesus. How many of you were here second week of January? This side. Okay. Second week. See that Lord? The reason I like the Santo, the hamba yo consider le langbu ya kwan. But but kumbule says Allah. Yes, yes. Another one says keeper. Some some banazo zalle. Anias inti ni shalle Ah, Jesus, she Second week, clear vision number three. Th- third week, a covenant house. Fourth week. Uh, Today, which is the fourth week, we are going to talk about who do you see? Who do you see? It is not only about what do you see, but it is also about who do you see? Who are you looking at? Who are you focusing on? Is it the old you or the new you? Is it Jesus or the world? Because that will determine whether or not you are going to see the glory. Turn with me to the book of James, chapter number one. James, chapter number one. Um, You know, the English, the English Bible, for the first time, I don't like them. The people who wrote the English Bible. Because they just took away from me an opportunity to have a book that is named after me. Because, Zulu, <laughs> Africans, Jacob. Marma, if you are English, for some reason, they decide to say James. I mean, how do you move from Jacob to. I mean, i man an man Bebeza na yoga lento Bebeza na yoga lento And then now, James. Manja ngabe, une, yabo? ngabe shumailanje. Every week, as fooling ngotinga Jacob. Every week, as fooling ngotinga Jacob. As fooling ngot. Every week, manje James. Ah. I mean, I don't see James, I see Jacob. I don't see James. From verse number 22. But be doers of the word. Be doers of the word. And not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. So if you hear the word and you don't do it, the Bible says you are deceiving yourself. Can you imagine? You are deceiving yourself. Verse 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Verse 25, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. So if you are not doing, the work, you are compared to a forgetful hearer. It means you have forgotten what the word said to you. So it says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, take note, but a doer of the work. Right? It says this one, this one will be blessed in what he does. This one will be blessed in what he does. So if you take what the word tells you to do and you do it and you do the work that it tells you you must do, it says then you are going to be blessed in what you do. So, so it's a simple equation. We don't do what we want and try to get God to bless it. But we do what he tells us to do, because what he tells us to do is already blessed. Does that make sense? What he tells us to do is already blessed. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We pray this morning that you may speak to us, and it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen, and amen. You and I... As we are sitting here this morning under the sound of my voice, all of us, we carried or we had a true and original identity, which was not derived from things, which was not derived from even our families, which was not derived even from situations and circumstances, good or bad. Because it's not advisable for whatever reason to derive your identity, your self-image from things, even if it's things that are from God. Because once you do that, The day that those things are tempered with, it means they are also going to temper with your identity. They will temper with your identity. So you and I we 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 carried an identity given to us by the one who created us. Are we here? We derived our identity from the one who created us because he said in the book of Genesis 1 verse 26, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, not according to the likeness of of the situations and the the circumstances under which you were born because I'm sure you, you know already many of us uh, we were named after the conditions and the circumstances we were born into. I'm sure you know some of us. We know we we abodi kaledi, matacala, dipuo, kushu velemo u dipuo, kur ya, renalebo mapule. Because it was raining, Tulani. Because someone was being silenced. And then you have Jacob. You know, is my mom here? I need to be well behaved. My situation is even worse because my mom's name is Rebecca. If you you get it, if you don't get it, forget about it. I mean, who names their child, Jacob? I'm joking. (laughs) Now, uh, many of us, we, we received names that in a way... And, and that happened even in, all throughout the scripture. I mean, Jacob himself was named um, and he, he sort of lived up to the name. You, you know, I mean, you know of Jabez in the Bible uh, because the mother experienced uh, 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 that's why his prayer was that I may not, you know, cause pain, uh, that you may bless me indeed so that I may not cause pain. You know, we have, you know, your binoni. So that's why we, 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 when we started a campus in Pinoni, one of my thoughts was maybe we should just name it Pinoni Christian Center. But I remembered what Pinoni means. And I was like, hey, we move from Butean Christian Center, which means beauty. And then we go to Pinoni, uh, which means son of my pain. I think it, it means. And I mean, I was like, no, man. So build this church. It is. Because it's after our mandate. Amen. Uh, uh, But the the Bible tells us that when God created us, he he gave us an identity that was derived from him. Uh, He said, let us make man in our image and, and in our likeness. In other words, let the people we are making, let them derive their identity from us. Who are creating them. And the reason why it's let us, it's because of the Trinity. So don't think it's many gods, right? So, so and, and, and we have got to now be very much careful for us to, to capture the essence of that statement. We, we need to understand that uh, we, we, don't, we don't look at ourselves in order for us to understand the image and the likeness of God, right? but we look at the image and the likeness of God in order for us to understand our identity accurately. So in other words, we have got to now go to God so that we can know him and know uh, who he is and understand who he is so that we can derive our identity from him. Underline, I want to emphasize this. We must not make a mistake of deriving our identity from things from situations and circumstances because those things are not constant they will always change situations come and go circumstances will always change uh, today you will have money tomorrow you will not have it and if you you are defined by the money so it means the day it is gone you you cease to be are you here that's why even when you choose friends, we are going to de- be dealing with uh, uh, some of those, but in the, in the, in the, in the coming weeks. You, you need to, to be careful to choose friends wisely because you have got to have friends who are there for you and not what you have. Because it means the day you lose what you have, they are going to walk away. They are going to uh, leave you because you no longer have what attracted them to you from the first place? Are we here, Basalan? Now, now the, 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 the Bible teaches us about the nature and the likeness of God. So, like I said, we don't have to look at ourselves, our identity, in order for us to understand the image and the likeness of God, but we look at Him so that we can understand our we get the cue from Him. Are we here? So the Bible tells us, number one, in the book of John, chapter number four, that God is spirit. Are we here? So, so, so we don't look at us and our physique and think, then God looks like this. But the Bible clearly tells us that God is spirit. That's, that's, that's who he is. He is spirit. And there are many others, but I want us to stay there. God is spirit. That's why even when it comes to us, what we see on the outside is not you. But, but that is where you live because you are spirit and you dwell in the body. And when God created us, uh, uh, that's why we, we, we have got to study the Bible carefully because we... we, 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 we created, we, God created us, uh, he, he formed us from the dust of the ground. That's what the Bible says, right? But then, they then, you know, write for us to say, the, the conversation was, let us make men, make, make men in our own image and likeness. Uh-huh. And God breathed into us the breath of life, And we became living souls, living beings, right? Now, when you look at me on the outside, as cute as I am, but that is not the real me. You are looking at where I live. That's why when I come to your house and when I see your house on the outside, it's not you, but it's where you live. So that's why we must not make a mistake even when it comes to um, choosing your life partner or whatever the case may be. You must not just depend on what you see on the outside because you will have the inside to deal with for the rest of your life. So, So that's why Paul writes and he puts emphasis that when you make yourself beautiful on the outside, make sure that it is aligned. With the inside. Because you can be cute on the outside, but ugly on the inside. You can be cute on the outside, but bitter and angry on the inside. And you are in danger because what attracted you to that person was, is what you saw on the outside. And little did you know that what is on the inside is way dangerous than what you saw on the outside. Are we here, bazalon so, so so, the image and the likeness of God that we carry has got to do with what is on the inside of us. And when the Bible tells us that God is spirit in John 4, it further tells us that in, in the book of Peter, describing the spirit of God, and the Bible calls the spirit of God the spirit of glory. He is the spirit of glory. In other words, we, we, we are not just... Spirit as human beings, but we, 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 we are spirit that carries the glory of God. And what that tells us is that we were created by glory, with glory, and for glory. So we cannot separate ourselves from, from God and his glory, because when he gave us his spirit, uh, it, it was the spirit of glory. Now, uh, and unfortunately, unfortunately, like we all know by now, is that we, we then lost that identity of the glorious image and the likeness of God. And we were left with a false identity. We, we were left with a false image. We, we lost that glorious image and identity and we were left with the identity that the enemy who is Satan and the world gave to us. We, we then settled for what the devil calls us and what the world calls us. And, and, and some of us we, we, we have not yet comprehended that. Instead We have embraced this false identity and we have made it our identity. We have owned it. Not knowing that the devil has been lying to us, telling us that we are one, two, three, and four, only to find that that is not who we are, but the enemy came to steal our true identity from us. And that happened because of sin. Romans 3 verse 23 tells us, For all have sinned, take note, and fall short of the glory of God. So when sin came, sin came to temper with our identity. Came to temper with the identity of glory that we have received from our God. In other words now, Satan turned us into what or who we are not. He, he sold us that false identity and caused us to believe that that is who we are. And, and to an extent that some of us, we even, uh, when, when we are struggling with this identity issue, we even make bold statements of saying, but this is how God has created me. And that is the lie that the enemy has sold us. That is the lie that the world has sold us. Many of us, we have lost our identities at the altar of acceptance. At the altar of the fear of rejection. We choose to change our identity because we want to be accepted by certain groups and certain circles because we don't want to feel left out. While God has given us an identity that we have got to discover and embrace. But sometimes it becomes so difficult and challenging to a point that we have pressure from the world that is around us. And because we want to be accepted, we want friends to accept us and to embrace us, we will choose cease to, to pursue the identity that God has given to us and end up embracing the one that the, the world says unless you are this you cannot be part of us. And we have got to wake up to that reality of knowing that that is not who we are. It is a false identity and and we refuse to believe, in what or in who we are not. You know, there, 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 there are many people who are sold false identities in the real world, that is. For an example, if you, you are now, you know, disqualified to have certain things um, or you want to go and live in a certain country, but unfortunately who you, the true you cannot qualify, and there are people who specialize in selling false identities what munyuba bangimlalela lapha ku internet abanye baziwa ngamanye amagama back home but somewhere else so jabu kanja <laughs> Because we, 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 we choose to change our identity, compromise our identity, because we want to be accepted. We, we, we are afraid of being rejected. Some of us, we've changed our ID numbers. Because we want to, instead of paying your debts and coming out of credit bureau and all of that, we choose to get a false identity. I see your because you know when you change it, then it changes your ID number. But thank God for technology because they can always link it. So sin came, tempered with that identity. The enemy sells us a false identity. We embrace it, but we embrace it, but that false identity lacks one thing. It lacks glory. Because it says all have sinned, And they fall short of the glory of God. So any other identity that we embrace which is not from God, it lacks glory and it can never glorify God. Because God even goes to an extent of saying we need to glorify him in our bodies. So we have got to now be careful of which identity are we putting on or are we embracing. Are we here, Bazaar That's why then we need to understand that the enemy has put us in a world where he is very much in control. He has received us well because of sin, put us in an environment where he is very much in control, and what he has done was to blind us so that we don't, and he wants to blind us long enough so that we don't see who we truly are because when we discover who we are, then he knows for sure that we are going to walk away from him for good. So he, he covered our faces, did not want us to see who we truly are or we, who we should be in Christ because Christ, when we see him for who he is, he is going to remind us of the image of God that we were created in or with. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, it says, Whose minds the God of this world or the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, because the gospel that is being preached to us, it is the gospel of the glory of Christ. It shines as a light, it opens our eyes so that we can see who we truly are in God or in Christ. But the devil causes us not to believe. So in other words, when he keeps us unsaved, when he keeps us as those who refuse to believe, he is afraid that when we see Jesus, because when we believe in Jesus, we believe him for who he is and what he has done. But when we see him for who he is, his glory is revealed. And once we are exposed to that glory, the Bible tells us that he is the image of god and that image of god as it shines on us it is going to remind us of the identity and the true and the original identity that we have received from god that's why he wants to keep us unsaved but here's the thing the unfortunate part bazelon is that not only were we deceived and not only did we lose our identity but even after many of us are born again, we, have, we, 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 we struggle to see ourselves the way that God sees us. We have embraced the false identity which the enemy and the world has given us. And we, we have embraced it to a point of thinking that is who we are. That is how God has created us. Not knowing that it is just simply an identity that we were sold. That was never us. That was never us. But we have lived with that identity far too long. That we have now embraced it. And we have made it to be who we are. Are we here? That's why I always, when I reflect on my salvation experience... I say, man, I got saved at the age of 21. And that tells me that for 21 years, I lived with a false identity. I embraced somebody that I thought was Jacob. And remember, I only managed to outdo uh, that false identity by just walking with God with a new identity when I turned 42. And many of us, that's the mistake we make. We want to outdo the work of the enemy just in three months. That's why we follow God for a few months. And when we are struggling and we are experiencing the process of embracing our new identity, we want to give up because this is when the enemy chases after us and reminds us of the old identity He wants us to go back to the old person we used to be and instead of waking up to the reality that there is a new man that God is showing me, that God is revealing to me who I am now in Christ because daily as I dig into the scriptures, there is an image of who I am that God reveals. And the Bible says when I walk away, I need to behave. I I need to uh, uh, act according to the image of the person that is revealed to me from the word, because when I don't do that, the Bible says I forget what God has said about me. So I have got to now walk this new journey and learn who am I in God? Who am I in Christ? What is it that the word of God is telling me about me so that I can understand that every other thing that the world is saying about me, that the enemy is saying to me, I have got to draw a distinct and a clear line to understand that devil I can see you from a distance because I am listening to what you are saying I am looking at what is happening in my life through the lens of my new identity, not through the lens of my background, not through the lens of my current circumstances because they will also lie to me I will understand that the Bible tells me that in Christ I am now blessed but when I go back to my situation my circumstances which are real by the way and that's where we miss it as Christians because we often love to say, let us be realistic and I don't know about you. All I know is that my circumstances are too real for me to entertain them because once I entertain them, I can easily dwell there permanently. Instead, I need to embrace the new person that God says I am no matter how unreal it looks like. No matter how unreal because at first God is going to tell you something that looks very much unreal about you. God is going to tell you you are blessed. And you are going to look around your world and look at your situations and circumstances. They will suggest you are cursed. All that the enemy is trying to do is, which one are you going to embrace? Are you going to walk with the new identity? Or are you going to... This is easy to go back to. This is easy to fall back to because even the children of Israel struggled after they came out of egypt when they believed they were slaves all along but god had to remind them that you are not enslaved you are you are not slaves you are blessed you are a holy nation and he promises them the promised land and when they walk out in in between in between where the old identity and the new identity they begin to experience struggles they begin to experience challenges and all that the devil does is to give them the smell of onions to remind them of where they are coming from. And before you know it, they change their language. They want to go back. They say to Moses, you brought us here to kill us. Let us just go back to our old identity. And that is what the enemy does with us. After we are saved, after we are born again, and we are in the process of being transformed, we are in the process of being trained in embracing our new identity. And yes, it's going to be challenging. Yes, it's going to be painful. Yes, is going to whack you. Yes, it's going to be inconveniencing. But one thing that you must refuse to do is to embrace the old self. It is to allow the devil to remind you of where you are coming from. The very mistake that you are not supposed to do is to understand that once God takes you out of that toxic relationship, you must tell yourself, I'm not going back there. No matter how lonely I can feel, no matter how much the flesh can fight me and tell me times used to to be good when i was with that man times used to be good when i lived that lifestyle tell yourself that was then and this is now that was the old me but this is the new me i am embracing the new person no matter how difficult sometimes but i'm not going to give up sometimes but i'm going to chase after this new man because the old man has been dead and buried and that is the significance of baptism in the life of a believer that when we are baptized in water what we are doing is we are declaring that I am burying the old man The old man has died with Christ. The old man has been crucified. And today as I jump into the water, I am leaving him in the grave. I am leaving him behind. And when I come out of the water, I am walking in the newness of life. All things have passed away. And that's the new person that I am. Because when I can go back to the old man, Even I will not like the old man. That's why a few weeks ago I said, you better be careful that when you are saying, you choose to choose you and your truth. Who are you referring to? Because sometimes we say it out of frustration of struggling between the old me and the new me. And sometimes the old me is calling me back. Sometimes the old me is resurrecting. The enemy is assigning the old me to remind me of my past, to remind me of my failures, to remind me how easy it was when I did not have to worry about God, when I did not have to worry about sin and unrighteousness, when I did not have to worry about where I go, what I drink, where I sit, what I smoke, what I whatever, but all of a sudden at this present moment, it feels like I am being controlled. Yes, you are being controlled. You said Jesus is now your personal Lord and Savior. When you say He is your Lord. It simply means He is going to be in control. He is going to tell you when to sit down and when to stand up. He is going to tell you where to go and where to not go. He is going to tell you what to drink and what not to drink. He is going to tell you who to date and who not to date. He is going to tell you to go to church. He is going to tell you when to pray. He is going to tell you when to fast. He is going to tell you when to be disciplined. He is going to tell you to obey your leaders. He is going to tell you that stop being offended stand up and be a disciple he's going to tell you that if you want to be my disciple you need to deny yourself you need to pick up your own cross and you need to follow me he's going to tell you that it's not up to me to decide whether or not you are going to sit at my right hand but if you drink from the cup that i have drunk from if you are willing to go through the pain if you are willing to go through the trouble the inconvenience Then you can be my disciple. So I'm here to challenge somebody... Who are you going to embrace? Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to adopt as your identity? Are you willing to go back to the old person? Or do you want the new person in Christ? Because the new person in Christ, that is your real identity. That is your original identity. The one who makes you cry. The one who makes you frustrated. Not knowing what That's the one that God says you must now embrace. And it's not easy to walk with that person. It's not easy to embrace that person. Because you don't just wake up and do as you please. You don't wake up and decide to call yourself something that God does not call you. You don't decide to wake up and say, this is my truth. No, no, no. Not in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, it's not your truth that works. there is only one truth that works in the kingdom of God and it is the person, Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. In other words, I'm not going to come and make up my own truth just to appease my conscience, just to try and silence the voice of the Holy Spirit telling me where I am wrong and all of a sudden I want to adjust this gospel. I want to adjust this truth so that it can suit the kind of some of us, we have Embraced double identities on Sunday. We're a new creature on Monday. We are comfortable with the old person. Let me tell you, salvation is not an end in itself, but it is the means to an end. Don't think because you are born again, you came to the altar call, you have arrived. No, that is the beginning of the journey. The real thing. Is coming when you go back home. When the enemy is going to propose, here's your old identity. I say, ah, that's the real me. No, it's not the real you. The devil has been telling you that's the real you. No, it's not. That's not who you are. You see, in the same way that I I, I say sometimes you are going to go to the Word of God and the Word of God is going to tell you that when Jesus hung on the cross, He took away your poverty so that through His poverty, you can become rich in the same way that you are going to go back home and be greeted by the same poverty that you left, you know, when you went to church and all that you have got to do when you come back and you see that poverty, you need to speak to that poverty and say, I have seen who God said. I am. I now know that even though I went through it, I don't have to stay in it. Even though I have tasted it, I don't have to embrace it. I know that the Bible says this poverty devil that you are trying to tell me to embrace, Jesus has already dealt with it. In the same way that when the Bible pronounces you as the one who is blessed and you go back home and the curses are waiting for you. You walk in and you tell those curses if God has blessed me no man can curse me I don't care who you are and where you are coming from if you can embrace the blessed you the righteous you the favored you the blessed coming in and going out you because that's the real you and all that you have to do is to insist on your new identity in Christ and say, devil, you are not going to take me back to my poverty. You are not going to take me back to my curses. You are not going to take me back to those sleepless nights of dreaming bad dreams of drinking this and eating that and waking up tomorrow feeling sick in my body devil you are not going to take me back there you are not going to take me back to that time of being controlled by the flesh i'm not going to make decisions depending on how i feel today i am a new creature in christ i am blessed coming in and going out i am blessed with the blessing of the lord that makes rich and earth no sorrow i am blessed going. and I am blessed coming out I am the head and not the tail I am above only and not beneath the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want you better be careful what you say about yourself when Jesus came he said I am the bread of life I am the light of this world I am the resurrection I am the truth I am the way you better rise up to an and begin to preach to yourself and say I am I am the righteousness of God. I am a child of God. I am above only, above only, above only, above only, above only, above only. And I refuse to be overwhelmed. I refuse to be under circumstances. I am above circumstances. My God has given me power. And circumstances are not going to dictate to me. I don't say they are not there. But I'm saying they are not going to dictate how I wake up. I wake up. I woke up and I was feeling down. And then my whole week, I could feel that my whole week is going to be ruined. Are you for real? That's not you talking. That's not you talking. That's not you talking. talking. Can I tell you why when we pray, sometimes we pray loud? Maybe you are wondering, why do we have to be so loud? No. When we are praying loud, we are trying to silence the inner voice that is trying to counter. So in other words, I don't give room to that voice. I simply, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that I am blessed this morning. And the enemy begins to whisper, blessings way i am blessed in the name of jesus i am blessed going out and i am blessed coming out I pull down strongholds. I cast out imaginations. Each and everything that may try to raise itself above your will and above your knowledge. I put on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the girdle of truth, the shoes for the preparation of the gospel of peace. I take up the shield of faith with which I can quench the fiery dust of the enemy. I take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Devil, you are not going to talk to me today. You are not going to today. I said I am blessed. I said I am favored. I said doors are opening. I said my promotion is coming my way. It does not matter whether it's the whole week. I will keep on declaring. I will keep on prophesying. I will keep on calling those things which are not as though they are. I am free. I am free. I am forgiven the enemy will always want to insist so that you can feel guilty so that you can feel ashamed because he is trying to tell you that the old you that God has forgiven and dealt with somehow still has a place of ruining your life no. That's not real. All that the enemy wants is for you to embrace that. Entertain that and own it and make it yours. That's all that he wants. He sells you a lie. He wants you to take it. Say yeah. Sing na 3 asinga seven. Kusho ukuthi khona mhlambe la ngimoshe khona. The question is, what is the latest thing that God has been saying to you? Because The Bible says when you walk away and do the opposite, you have forgotten. It's not that he did not say. It says you have forgotten. You have forgotten. That God in one minute can tell you. You are blessed. And you can go back to your situation. Your situation can tell you. (laughs) <laughs> not so fast I know how real it is I know don't don't look at me and say <laughs> you see the same jesus who said to us do not let your heart be troubled his heart was troubled one day and he was in a Great distress. The Bible says he prayed until his sweat became blood. That's how distress. Have you ever? Have you ever been in that moment? Mount you No. No. And what did Jesus do? He insisted, not my will at that particular point in time. Oh, Barcelona! I know how it feels like. You can ask my wife sometimes I sit down with her and I say to her, "My love, I don't feel adequate as a leader. I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I'm not doing the best that I should." Sometimes I feel like that because the enemy wants to sell me that lie, to tell me how useless I am, to tell me there's nothing that I am doing that will amount to anything. But let me tell you, if you have the correct voice around you, that will prophesy and Begin to stir up the new man on the inside of you. And tell you how anointed you are. And tell you how blessed you are. And tell you how called you are. And tell you to arise and begin to do that which God has called you to do. When Elijah was in deep distress and depression. What did God do? He did not entertain it. He said to him, stand up and go. We have many other things to do. You are sitting here. Busy entertaining what the enemy is whispering in your ear, he said. Arise! The only way to silence that voice is to arise and do what that which I have called you to do. That's the only way you are going to silence it. Just stand up and begin. You know, you know how painful it is when. Sooner or later, they begin to doubt their ability of getting through to you. Because they are shocked that I'm saying the meanest thing to you, but you seem unmoved. And it does not mean I am not affected by what they are saying. It simply means I will never satisfy you with a response that will make you think you are winning over me. At the moment, I might be at the back of my mind thinking, but at this moment, I refuse to respond you in a manner that will see that you are shaking me at this moment i choose to worship at this moment i choose to meditate on the word of god at this moment i choose to with groanings that cannot be uttered because the Bible says when I do that I am edifying myself I am building myself up in my most holy faith and devil before you know it God will begin to speak and begin to tell me you are the head and not the tail he will begin to tell me I've put my anointing over your life I have given you wisdom you are going to conquer nations and before the enemy knows I am in good spirits all over again that's the new me in Christ what are you doing listening to the lies of the devil? Telling you you are not going anywhere. Telling you that you are going to die poor and broke. Telling you that all that you have seen and what you have seen in your life. Why do you allow the devil to lie to you like that? Remind him of the fact that if we sin the 21 and say to him, devil, you've been lying to me for 21 years. I've entertained your lies. The back stops here. Now you are talking to a person who knows who they are in Christ. At that moment, I entertained you because that's all. Listen. Jesus Christ did not ignore Satan. You see all of this? going to give them to you. What, It is written. It is written. You shall not worship any other. Jesus. Took him head on. Sometimes office. devil you are a liar. That's not me. That's not, not today. Devil not today. Get out of this office. I silence your voice now. Oh, you me. this man. I want to step step to I was to call. It's raining. Go send text. In as man I to call. It's is As namasho no Because she has you. You see, in amps sometimes i will fight a battle sitting in a taxi i'll be confronting certain forces sitting in a taxi and sometimes you must not be shocked that i will be walking past you but i will be rebuking i will be binding i'll be casting out devils because this is war this is war sometimes you just need to tell the devil where to get off. I wasted three years of my walk with God. But 2024, I want to see the glory of God. And I'm not going to allow your lies. I'm not going to allow whatever it is that you've been trying to do all along to cause me to miss an opportunity to see the glory of God. I'm going to see this glory whether you like it or not. I'm going to see this glory. I'm going to embrace the new me whether you like it or not. I I know who I am in God. I know who I am in Christ. The Bible says about me, I am a new creature in Christ that you were dealing with for all these years I am a new person in Christ you cannot use my failures of five years ago, you cannot use my when I felt, when I fell along the way three years ago devil is too late to use it this year as a matter of fact even though I was backsliding last year, it is too late to use that against me this year the blood of Jesus Christ did not just cover my sins but it removed my sins I am a new creature in Christ I am walking in the newness of life you need to tell the devil I am a child of God you need to tell the devil I am born of God I have the DNA of God everything that God is I have the potential to become and each and every day God is working on me I am the righteousness of God because God is holy I am holy I know I have my struggles. But each and every day God is transforming me. I am taking another shape. As I behold the glory I am being transformed from glory to glory. but from glory to glory. I am not there yet but from glory to glory. I am not perfect yet but from glory to glory. I'm moving from glory to glory. That's who I am that's who I am I'm a child of God I'm the righteousness of God that's who I am the light in my family I cannot be hidden I cannot be ignored I cannot be refused I am the light everywhere I go I shine more so this year because the prophetic word to us is arise and shine for your light has come. It does not say for your light is coming. It says for your light has come. That's my confession. My light is here. My breakthrough is here. My blessing is here. My promotion is here. My financial doors are opening now. They are here. They are now. Now faith is now faith is now not tomorrow devil I am blessed now if you are saying to me but where is that job tell him the job is here It's it's only a matter of time 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 I refuse to be told by the devil who I am and I'm not going to embrace anything lesser than what God is showing me through his word. I want to see the glory of God. And I'm not going to let a false image of who I am. That's why build a Church. We need to see ourselves. The way that God sees us. How does God see us? When he is looking at us. He is seeing co-laborers with him. When God sees us, he is looking at builders who are building together with him. When Jesus said I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against this church what does it mean for us? It simply means when God was looking at us he saw builders he saw someone who can be blessed by God, who can be anointed by God, who can be graced by God to co-labor with him so that his church can be built. I don't know. I don't care what the devil thinks about this church. All I know is that God saw it fit to give us a mandate to build. Therefore, we are not here to play games, but we are here to picket souls. It does not matter, devil, what happens after that, but we are builders at heart. We are going to preach the gospel. We are going to make disciples. We are going to initiate many. We are going to lead many. We are going to equip and delegate many. Because that's part of who we are. We are not trying to be better than any other church. We are not trying to compete with any other church. All that we are doing is to do what we saw on the mirror. When I looked at the word, the word says, you are a builder. Go to build a church. What does that mean? You have what it takes to build. Oh but when we are winning souls what is happening afterwards that's not for me to worry about my cue is to beget unveil initiate lead and delegate after that what do i do i beget i unveil i initiate i lead i delegate you know inozabu next year I beget, I unveil, I initiate, I lead, I delegate. That's not who I am. That's not what I am called for. I beget, I unveil, I initiate, I lead, I delegate. Because when Jesus comes, he's not going to ask me how many church, how many churches did I outdo. He's going to ask me, did you build? I'll say, yes, I went to all nations. I made disciples. I baptized them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I commanded them to to observe everything that you have taught us to do. I, I, I have done everything that you said we must do. And he's going to say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. Why did God bring you to Builder's Church when he saw you? He called you a builder. Do not let the devil cause you to believe otherwise. God did not send you here to destroy. He sent you to build. He did not send you here to work against him. He sent you here to work with him. Let me leave you with this. Let me leave you with this. Jesus puts it this way. I will build my church, he says. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Wow. So it means God has called us to partner with him for something that will not fail. Or something that even the gates of hell will not prevail against. Wow. It means even when I want to fight against this project, I'm not going to prevail. I'm not going to win. In the world, they say, if you can't beat them, listen, You are here to build. You are here to build. You are not here to destroy. You are here to be built. You are here to be made new. The Bible says our inner man is daily renewed. You are here for transformation. You are here to become a better person. The best version of who God has created you to be. God does not want you to fall back to your old person. He wants you to embrace your new you. And to say to yourself, I thank God for my salvation. I thank God for my renewed identity, restored identity. But above all, I thank God for purpose, for assignment, because all of a sudden, I now know the reason for my existence. I was born to be a builder. That's why I am here. I was born to build. That's why I am here if right now you're sitting around your life that looks like is being destroyed, that looks like it has been falling apart, guess why? You have been graced and anointed to arise and build. Don't wait for someone else to come and do something for you. You are in a place Where there's grace, anointing, wisdom to build. Guess what, my friend? Arise. Build your life. Build your family. Build your calling. It does not matter who is with you or who is not with you. You have the grace, you have the anointing to arise. Nehemiah said, look at the distress we are in. But by the hand of the Lord, that will prosper us. We will arise and we will build. Simple. No one is coming to rescue you. Arise. Build your life. In nine usatane, a shabela atti, I keep pumele and ubona ubonangati, aikin te sang anai. In nanigan. In nang. In nang usa hambay nyao. In usa usa tenge kal. Keep on building. Keep on building keep on building that's why you are here keep on building that's why we are together to partner with god to build his church that's why when we are going to win we are going to win we are going to win listen we are going to win whether the devil likes it or not whether he throws temper tantrums we are going to win Whether he hates us or loves us, we are going to win. Whether he is trying to sell us the false we are going to win. We are going to win. Let's stand on our feet. We are going to win. We are going to win. Let's lift up our hands in this place. Father, thank you for who we are in Christ. Thank you for our identity. New identity in Christ. Thank you for who you have made and created us to be. Right now we pray. Whatever lie that the enemy has been selling to us, we nullify it by the blood of Jesus Christ. Whatever it is that the enemy has been attempting to do in our lives, we silence his voice right now. By the blood of Jesus Christ, we cover our minds with the blood of Jesus. We cover the ear gates with the blood of Jesus. We cover the eye gates with the blood of Jesus Christ. Any foothold that we might have even given to the enemy, whatever door we might have opened for the enemy, oh God, to step in and seek to destroy our lives by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ right now, we nullify in the name of Jesus Christ that foothold. We reverse the gains of the enemy in our lives. We render them ineffective and powerless by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. But today, we choose to walk out of this place having embraced our new identity. They knew us in you, Jesus. They knew us in you, Jesus. And we declare our lives will never be the same again. We thank you that in this place we have the grace, we have the wisdom, we have the anointing to build. To build our lives, to build our families, to build our callings. Father, we have the grace and the anointing to beget, to unveil, to initiate, to lead and to delegate. That is our mandate. And we are not going to walk away from it. We are not going to forget it. We will keep on doing what this mandate dictates in our lives. We give you praise. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.